0: You are now tuned into Soul Therapy Session, where enrichment of the soul is the key. And now, here's your host, Sapphire Soul. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Soul Therapy Session, where we speak about things that are Needed to enrich, uplift, and edify the soul. I am your host, Sapphire Soul, and I'm coming to you with a new topic this week. We're starting a series, for the most part, starting this week, where we're going to break down and talk about each part of the fruit of the spirit. If you are not saved or you're not familiar with the Bible, you might you may be asking yourself, "Well, what is the fruit of the spirit?" Well, let me tell you. If you go to the Bible and you go to Galatians five twenty two and twenty three, it states, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, love, long suffering, kindness." Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Those characteristics that I just mentioned are what is called the fruit of the Spirit. Those are the characteristics that are produced when one allows themselves to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Once you accept Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and the Holy Spirit enters in to live within you, those characteristics are what you become. Just like fruit is good for you, these characteristics are good for you. It helps you to be able to live out this life and to be able to deal with the things that may come your way. You know, It's it's easy to hate. It's easy to be mad at people, hate people, talk bad about people. The challenge is to do the very opposite. To operate in love and to operate in peace and to operate in joy and to operate in long suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and to have self-control. Those things... Those things really tells a person who's looking from the outside of who you really are. And so the first characteristic of the fruit of the spirit that we're going to talk about this week is love. Everyone loves love. People love the idea of love. They love the thought of being in love. They love love. But do you know what love really is? Do you understand the true premise of what love is? Love is not just a feeling. Let me say that again. Love is not just a feeling. Love is an action word. I can tell you I love you until my tongue falls out of my mouth, but if my actions don't reciprocate that—that that those words, I love you, then those words are null and void. Love is more than just a feeling. Love is more than just something you say to someone to make them feel good. It is so much more to loving someone. And the type of love that I will be talking about, because there's several different types of love. You have brotherly love. You have uh, the type of love that you have for a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Um, You have love, like you have love for your family members or your close, close friends. But the love that I'm going to be talking about and the love that I want to emphasize is unconditional love in the greek it is agape unconditional love this this love this particular type of love is the love that god has for each and every one of us save and unsafe he has unconditional love how how you ask how is it that god has unconditional love let me tell you In the Bible, in John 3, 16, it simply says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Love is the action word, remember? So the key word in that scripture is gave. Gave. He gave of something of his in order for us to have the opportunity to connect and reconnect with him. He gave his only son. His only son, the only son that came from him. Yes, we are his creation. But until we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal savior, we are not in uh, we're not adopted into that sonship. Jesus Christ was his son. He was that son. He was that child that was produced from the almighty, all, all powerful, omnipotent, omnipresent God. And he gave him for us so that he will die for our sins so that we may have a chance to be forgiven of our sins and have the opportunity to meet him in the sky one day. That's love. He showed us love by giving of something that he holds precious to him. That's action. We as human beings tend to get the concept of love mixed up because the rest of the world tells us that love is something totally different. It shows us through TV shows, it shows us through different types of music that love is something totally different. And God God showed us and God has told us and God has um, given us an example of what love truly looks like, unconditional love truly looks like, because we didn't deserve, we didn't deserve and we still don't deserve to be forgiven for what we've done. We don't deserve anything, any blessing that you've received. We are undeserving of it. Understand that. But because of God's grace and his mercy, and because of his love towards us by giving of his son, he gives us the chance to have it despite of what we've done, what we may do in the future. The decisions that we may may make, outside of his will he gives us that opportunity through his son that he gave to the world to die for the sins of the world ain't that something how many of you out there have children would you give up your child for the next man to live most of you will say no I'm not giving up my child for somebody else I don't know or give up my child for somebody else that's undeserving of it or give up my child because somebody else don't know how to do right. God didn't look at it that way. God said, you know what, these are my creation and I want them to have the opportunity to be adopted into my sonship so I'm going to send my only son Jesus to go and show them the right way to live, to show them that, yes, they can live sinless on this earth and then die so that through him, the last sacrificial lamb, their sins can be forgiven. Man, ain't no love like that. It's no love that this world can show that can measure to that. You understand me? Nothing, nothing you can say, no action you can take that's going to outdo the love that God has for each and every one of us. And so I want to just talk about it because it really it really bothers me when I see people that say I love a person or I have love in my heart, but they treat people so wrong or they treat people with so much malice in your heart. How how can you say you love a person, but you're beating on them? How can you say you love a person and you continuously cheat on them and when they find out, you be like, oh, you know I love you. No, you don't. Your actions don't match the words that you're telling me. Because love is an action. If we would get that understanding that love is an action word, that love is an action word, if if everyone would get that understanding, I guarantee you certain relationships won't last as long. People will, people's eyes will be open a whole lot quicker about the people that they have surrounding them in their life. And in turn, will cause those people who's lo- using the word love in the wrong content to sit back and reevaluate themselves because everybody keeps walking away from them, those people that they claim that they love because your words and your actions they don't match love is an action word i'm going to continuously say that throughout this episode because i need you all to understand the importance that love is an action word number one and number two god is love period god is love with every example that he has shown with everything that he has done for the fact that whether you're saved or unsaved, he has allowed you to still continue to open your eyes each and every day. That is love. God is love. He is that definition of love. Webster and the Oxford Dictionary, they got their own form of definitions about love, but the true definition of love is God, period. If you have God in your life, if you have a relationship with God, you know what love's supposed to look like. And once you know what love's supposed to look like, there's nobody else that could come to you any other way other than with the love of God, for God is love. So there's another scripture, 1 John 4 and 7. Um, that talks about us loving one another. When Jesus came onto the earth, he said, the the new commandment that he gave us was to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So he's telling us that we should love God with everything we have. Again, it's an action. Because to love God with everything we have, our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, the action is to take all that we have, throw it to the side, and give everything that we have to God. The action is the giving of ourselves, the surrendering of ourselves. If we love God like we say we love God, we will give and surrender ourselves to him, his will, and his purpose, and his his statutes, and his commandments. We give ourselves to him. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I said this in a previous episode. How much do you love yourself? To love yourself before you can love someone else, you have to sit back and say, "Well, do how much do I love myself? Do you love yourself to want to do better? Do you love yourself to want uh, love yourself enough to want to be better? You can't know truly how to love someone if you first don't know if you first don't know how to love God and then how to love you." We give of ourselves to others but we neglect ourselves at times that's not showing yourself love showing yourself love yourself love is to take care of yourself set boundaries for yourself know sometimes the know sometimes that the word no is okay to say because. You looking out for your best interest. I'm not saying being selfish. That's not what I'm saying. Because we should always love on one another and be there for one another if we need help. Or if they need our help. But there are times where you have to sit back and say, Well, I need to, I need to learn to, you know, treat myself better. To love on myself more. Sometimes it's simply you taking a vacation, just going somewhere, and being like, you know, I'm finna kind of coast out for a while. Nobody's not going to uh, hear from me for a little bit, for a little bit, just so that I can re I can reconnect with me and reconnect with God and reconnect my spirit and my soul so that I can be on the right page. That's loving yourself. You know, how you treat yourself is how you're going to treat others. I know most of you've heard of the saying, hurt people hurt people. If you hurt and you don't realize how hurt you are, you're that hurt that you're enduring, you're going to put it off on somebody else. So it's very important for you to love on yourself, to treat yourself with the same love, respect, and honor as you would do someone else. That way, when you truly, truly, truly begin to show love to someone else, it will be genuine, it will be sincere, and it will be true. So this scripture that I'm going to read to you is uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, and it says, "Dear Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Verse 8 says, But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. The best way to know how to love someone is to be connected with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And once you connect with God through Jesus Christ our Lord, you then open yourself up to receive the Holy Spirit, which then... Uh, allows the Holy Spirit to come in, you come inside and to help guide you to this particular fruit, uh, this particular characteristic, characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. Um, it's, it's, it's really just that simple. The fact that love is an action word and your actions speak louder than the words that you speak. They say it all the time at my Church Jesus People Ministries, shout out to them, in Miami Gardens, Florida, where Dr. Gloria Williams is senior pastor, and Pastor Rochelle Williams is executive pastor. They say it all the time. The life you live speaks louder than the words you speak. So if you claim that you love someone and your actions don't show it, you truly don't know what love is. You can't say you love me, but every time something good happens in my life, you're jealous or you throw shots. That's not love. Love doesn't look like that. Love celebrates you. Love love is happy. It's joyous. And you're going to notice that uh, every characteristic of the fruit of the spirit kind of coincides with the next. If you love someone, you have joy. If you love, you have joy. If you love, you have peace. If you love, you you, you know what it is to have self-control because you don't want to inflict anything that you're doing onto anybody else. That's love. Unconditional love. Now, let's speak of this unconditional love part of it. The unconditional love is to love past flaws. To love past situations and circumstances, to love past, love past the past. Now, there are there are times that people make decisions and we decisions that we don't like, decisions that you know have negative consequences that happen towards it. For you to continue to bring up those situations every time you get into a uh, altercation with them or every time you have a heated discussion with the person, to bring it up their past, you're not loving them unconditionally. God loves us unconditionally to the point that once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we repent of our sins, he throws our sins away as far as the east is. From the West. And we're talking about the universe, which means he throws them away to never remember them again. We hold on to it. He does not because he gives us a clean slate. Our job is to take what has happened and to learn from it, not to hold on to it. Because when we hold on to it, it gives the enemy the opportunity to use it against us to tell us or to make us believe that we're not worthy of everything that God has promised. And that's not true. He loves us that much. Everything that we are meant to have from him, if we stay connected with him, we will have it. It may not be when we want it, but he will give it to us. Because he doesn't work on time He gave us time to keep record He works off eternity He doesn't have a record clock We keep time We keep time, dates He works off eternity Period So whenever he is ready He will give it to us And he will not let his word Return to him void So whatever he promised He will give because he faith he's faithful like that. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he loves us. Yeah, ac- uh, love is the action word, is a I would say a very important action word that we should always always keep in mind. Because we 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 live in a world now where love I wouldn't say love is dwindling, but the showing of love is far and few in between. People rather hate. People rather throw shade, throw, uh, throw angry words toward, towards one another. They don't know how, or they don't want to know how to love one another. To love someone to the point that you, are, you can agree to disagree, and move on and still love one another. I have Christian friends that certain, certain topics, whether it be political or otherwise, we don't agree on. But I rather love my brother and my sister with God than to allow politics, race, and all this other stuff to tear us apart because it's one thing that we have in in common and that one thing is Christ. So as long as we have Christ, we can walk together and agree to disagree in certain areas because the one thing we should always agree on is Jesus Christ and the fact that he is Lord, he is savior, he is the soon. Returning King. That's the main point. If we don't agree on nothing else, we should always agree on that. And as long as we agree on that, we can operate to, we can operate in love towards one another, and that's all that matters. If I'm not if I'm not doing my best, or I'm going through something, but I have a brother or a sister that's elevating themselves, I show them love by supporting them. By encouraging them That's how you That's that's love that's, that's, that's how love is shown Not just saying I love you But showing it through my actions Hey sis yeah keep it up I'm proud of you Keep it up if you need my help with anything I'm here for you Hey, Ayo bro that was dope If you need my help with anything Let me know I'm proud of you Keep up the good work I'm praying for you That's what love looks like. That's what love is. The last scripture that I'm going to talk to you about is a scripture that most, if not all, Christians know. And that's 1 Corinthians 13 starting at verse 4 which pretty much lays out what love is and as you listen to the scripture because I'm going to read it for you as you listen to the scripture understand that everything that it's saying that love is everything is an action every part of it is an action It's something that you should consciously put yourself in a position to be able to do in order to show love to yourself, to others, and to God. It says starting at verse 4: Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every situation, every circumstance, I'm sorry. That's what love is. And that was in the loop. New Living Translation I'm going to do it matter of fact no let me do it in the New King James Version it says love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own way Is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. That's what it is. Now let's go back and look at each thing. It says, love is patient and kind. Patience is a virtue that is given to us through God. A lot of people are like, I don't have, I don't have patience, man. I don't have patience for this. Well, you need to go and ask God to help you with, your, with, with, with that virtue. Because patience is a virtue. We have to be patient in everything. We have to be patient with people. Because everybody has different person, different personalities, different ways of thinking. We were not created the same. God made us different, and so we have to have patience with one another. And it says love is kind. Always, always kind to one another. You know, this is the scripture that says how can you say that you love God but you can't say hi or you can't talk to your fellow brother or sister? Always kind. Whether you, you're you close or you're not close or not as close anymore, the right thing to do is to be kind, to always say hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, to speak when you walk into the room. Even if the person that's in the room, you all may not be on, I guess, the best of terms, if you want to say it like that. But you're still kind, you're still respectful. It says love is not jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. If you truly love someone and they're doing, you would say they're doing a little bit better than you. Why be jealous? Because if God is doing it for them, he's the same God, he'll do it for you too. Love doesn't operate in jealousy love doesn't toot their nose up at somebody because they may be in a better position than you that's not love that's not how love works they don't love doesn't boast about who they are or what god has done for you in a sense where it it belittles somebody boasting means that you're doing you're saying you're you're Presenting what you're doing or presenting what has happened to you in a way that it belittles the people or the person that's by you. That's what boasting does. Makes them feel like that you're better than them. That's not love. That love doesn't look like that. Pride. Love is not proud. That's that's pride. Love, when when you truly operate in love, you are woman enough and man enough to admit your wrongs to fess up to your wrongs and change them. Pride will make you lose out on the best things of your life. Pride will make you lose out on people in your life that you know are good for your life. Pride will do that. So if you claim that you love these people, if you do wrong, admit your faults. Admit your wrong. Apologize, repent, learn, and start over. The great thing about God is he loves us so much he will give us another chance. Some of us, we own an infinite number of chances at this point. But he's still giving chances. That doesn't mean you abuse those chances, but it means that he still gives us chances. And it says you're not rude. Y'all know what rude is. Some of y'all, for some of, most of us, People have been rude to us. So you know exactly what rude looks like. Love doesn't operate like that. Love doesn't demand its own way. Again, I say, (laughs) love does not demand its own way, which means compromise. When you love someone and you operate in love, you learn how to compromise. It's not all about what you want. Because you, when, when you operate in love, you're thinking about the betterment of not just yourself, but the people that are around you, the other people that what you're doing may affect. So compromise. Compromise. That's what love will cause you to do. It will cause you to compromise. Not to lay down and just give up, but to compromise. It's okay to compromise. It's, it's okay to find the, 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 the middle ground to what will work best. If you're familiar with math, if you're familiar with math you, you've heard of a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram is simply two circles connecting to one another. You put ideas in one part of the circle. You put ideas in another part of the circle. And with those ideas, you come to a central, uh, a central conclusion to whatever you're trying to brainstorm. Compromise is that central part. Okay? It is not irritable. And it keeps no records of wrong. I don't need to bring up I don't need to bring up to you, like I said earlier, every time I get into a heated conversation with you, I don't have to bring up your past to you. I don't have to bring up what you did to me to you every time. If I said I forgive you, I forgive you. Leave it alone. People say you forgive, but don't you don't but don't forget. You forgive, you forget in a way. But before you forget it, learn something from it. So if you see it again, you know how to operate or you know how to handle the situation. And it's not irritable. Love, you don't get irritated so easily. It goes back to the patients. You're not easily irritated. Okay? It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. If someone does something, something to someone, someone wrongs someone, real love, when you operate in real love, you don't want to see the person who did the wrong wrong themselves. Yeah, I know it's easy. They get what they deserve. Whatever they did, it should be done back to them. I get it. But the person who operates in the love of God says, Lord, have mercy on them and pray for them. I know, I know, I know. It's hard, it's hard to do, it's hard to pray for your enemies. It's hard to say that you, uh, to love your enemies. But the Bible, God has told us many times to love our enemies and if they are hungry to feed them. If they need something to help them. That's how love operates. That's how you show yourself different from everybody else. That even when somebody does you wrong, you still look out for them if they need it. That's the love of God. Yeah, don't. For some people, it won't make sense. And some people be like, eh, I can't do that. But if you're in God, you can easily ask God to help you in that area. And he will. He will get, he will help soften your heart if you truly sincerely want you truly sincerely want help in that area. He can help soften your heart so that you will have help in that area. Love never gives up. You don't give up on people. Um, I saw out of I saw a Facebook post. Um, about it was about homosexuality and it says that you. Uh, if your child becomes a homosexual, you haven't failed as a parent. But if you throw them away because of it, you have failed as a parent. Love covers a multitude of sin. God loves everyone. He hates sin. He hates some of the... He he, he, dislike, he truly don't like some of the, the decisions that we make. But that doesn't change his love for us. His love for us remains. But just like any parent, he doesn't like everything that we do, but he never stopped loving us. He never stops loving us, never stops loving us. So love doesn't give up just because at the present time, it looks like, it looks like the appearance of it seems like is no hope. There's always hope. Hope is always there. Love never loses faith. Hope is always there. If you trust God, if you truly trust God, you know that God is going to take care of the situation. You just have to trust him. True love never loses faith. You never lose faith in your family. Sometimes you have to distance yourself from family. Sometimes you have to distance yourself from people, but... If you want the best from them, you will never lose faith in the potential that you've already seen in them and the potential that God has placed in them. You never lose faith. Because at any day, a change can come. But you have to continue to have faith in it. And it says, love is always hopeful and it endures through every single, circumstance love never fails love never fails if you always operate in the love that is exhibited that God showed us and gave us an example of through Jesus Christ there's no failing in this there's no failing in life there's no failing in relationships Long as you operate in that form of love, and so I want to re-emphasize the importance of the fact that love is an action word, it is a verb, you look at it as a feeling. Love is not it, it you have a feeling of love, but your actions is what makes it true scriptures say faith without works is dead love without action is null and void so before I end this podcast this particular episode of the podcast just like I end any other episode of the podcast I want to give those out there listening the opportunity if you're not saved if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, the opportunity to do so, like I said before, the best way to know how to love is to know God. Because God defines love. He defined love over 2,000 years ago when he gave his son to die for us. And the best way to truly learn how to love and what love should look like is to grow into a relationship with him. And so I want to give the opportunity to each and every listener to grow into a relationship with him, to draw nigh to him so that he can then draw nigh to you. And if there's someone out there who was a part of the family, but for whatever reason, you you you, you broke away, God is married to the backslider. He's married to the person who who walked away. And he's waiting for you with open arms for you to come back. The story the, the what it says in the Bible that Jesus that God will leave the 99 for the one. Because you're just as important as the 99 that stayed. So if you walked away from God at one point and you decide that you want to come back to him, he is ready for you. He is happy to see you and he is happy that you have made the decision and you've, you've listened to the knock on your heart from him. And you are now about to allow him to enter into your heart and fix it once again. So if you're ready, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for life, health, and strength. I come to you surrendering my all to you. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. I believe that He died on the cross and on the third day was rose from the dead and now sits on the right hand of God, Father Almighty. I give my life to you. I surrender my heart to you. Take control of my life. Enter into my spirit, revitalize my soul. I thank you for this opportunity and I will forever give you glory, honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Is this, If that's your first time saying that prayer, welcome to the family. And if this is, uh, if you are coming back to the family, welcome back to the family. I want to thank you all for listening. Again, this is Soul Therapy Session. We We are coming to you each and every Wednesday with a new topic that is dedicated to the enrichment of your soul. Thank you so much for your support, for your listening. Share this with a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. Until next week, may God continue to bless you and keep you as my prayer. Love, peace, soul.